I think I'm organised. I've got my cup of coffee, everything's set up, and it's recording. Hello, I'm Ray with another episode. This time, all about uh, my music weekend at Butlin's, <laughs> Bogner Regis. Got there Friday lunchtime, came home Monday uh, lunchtime, more or less. And it was one of these music weekends. You may have seen them advertised on the telly. It's, uh, now let me see, don't get me wrong, it's great fun, but it's just not me. I, I don't like it. I, I'm, I'm a home-loving person. I wouldn't have thought, when I was in my teens, I wouldn't have thought that at some stage in my life, if someone said to me, let's go away for the weekend, let's go to the pub this Friday, I would be saying, oh, well, actually, I'd rather not. I'd rather stay at home. <laughs> no, it was a good weekend, but I was glad to get home. Even when we go away on holiday, in the summer. I'm always pleased to get home after the holiday. Uh, I just love my home. That's what it's all about. I love being at home. Some of the family say, oh yeah, you're just a recluse and you know, you're not a sociable person. I am. I'm not a recluse. I am sociable. I like people to come here in the summer. We'll have a barbecue here. The whole family around. We've had over 30 people here, all family. You know, that includes all the kids and everything. It's great fun. I just don't like going out. So back to Butlins, right? This is the disclaimer. I'm not slagging off Butlins. If you like that sort of thing, it's fantastic. The hotel room was brilliant because they've got hotels there now, sort of big blocks of hotels. I remember going to Butlins in the 50s as a child. You, know, you do this daytime, you get a day ticket. And there was the big boating lake and the rowing boats. We went on that. I think my, my dad must have been rowing. That was fantastic fun. And they had all the uh, the red coats and, you know, people looking after kids and big sand pits and stuff with, they, they were sort of like nurses, these people that dressed up, ladies dressed up as nurses or whatever they were. I can't remember what they called them. And they were looking after, not looking after, but keeping an eye on the children. It was great. Butlins was great fun. And the chalets, <laughs> they didn't have hotels then. The chalets were, well, you've probably seen Heidi High. If you're in the UK, do you know Heidi High, the programme? You may have seen it if, if you're abroad, because I know BBC and the rest of them, they do export programmes to Australia and America and wherever. In Heidi High, they've got the wooden chalets. Basically, it's a row of sheds. <laughs> a row of sheds. Each shed has its own front door, a basin, I think, and a couple of beds or however many beds. That's all it was. I remember that. A row of sheds. And I don't know what Billy Butlin would say if he could come back now and see the Bogner site with the wonderful hotels and the, oh, everything is just, it's all modernised, you know, it's all up to date. But I have to say, as a child, I suppose I can't really compare, can I? I can't compare Butlin's in the 1950s when I was a kid to Butlin's now in the 2020-somethings when uh, I'm an old man. <laughs> There were a lot of old people there, people in wheelchairs, elderly people. You know, I, I was by no means the youngest. How about that? <laughs> I bet you're saying, oh, I bet you were. you were. You were the oldest one there. No, honestly, a lot of the old people enjoy it. I used to like the, the 1960s ones they did. Um, all tribute bands, of course. Uh, the Beatles, we saw the Beatles. Yeah, the, I forget what they call themselves. You know, the pretend Beatles or whatever. Um... The Stereo Ironics, yeah, as obviously Stereophonics, they were good. Uh, what else was it? 
Um, Madonna, I didn't like that. I don't like Madonna type stuff too much, but it was good. David Bowie, I forget what he called himself, but uh, he didn't look at all like Bowie. Some of them actually, they dress up and they really look like the person that they're mimicking or whatever. But this bloke's voice, the Bowie, was really good. Uh, my favourite is Heroes. Do you know that one, Heroes? I won't sing it. Just for one day. Sorry, I said I wouldn't sing it. He did it superbly. It was excellent. The only thing about not only Butlins anywhere these days is the noise. Uh, I, I, no, I shouldn't say noise because it's music, isn't it? I shouldn't call music noise. Uh, the audio kind of level. My ears, as I've got older, have become more sensitive. Most people, as they get older, they go deaf. <laughs> like a lot of people of my age, I know, they've gone deaf. With me, I've had the opposite. My ears have become more and more sensitive. So, of course, the, oh, the DJ. Oh, I've got a, hang on, I've got an audio clip. I took my little thing to record. Have a listen to the DJ and see if you agree with me. I cut the volume down on that considerably because it really was loud. He um, got worse. <laughs> that was quite early on in the evening. As, as the hours ticked by or dragged by, no, I mustn't say that. He just got louder and louder. And in the end, he was shouting so much that my ears were distorting. And luckily, young Trisha, my lovely wife, she bought some earplugs with her and she handed them to me because she, she thought I looked pained. And my sister-in-law leaned over, or leant over, is it leaned or le leant over? <laughs> Grammar lesson in a minute. And she said, you know, Ray, I think Ray's suffering. And you had to shout at each other. You can't have a chat. So I had these earplugs and they're kind of, I don't know, what, how would I describe them? You can mould them, you push them into your ears, not not deep in your ears, just on the outside bits, mould them to fit in the kind of ear opening bits and it cut the noise right down. And the DJ wasn't distorted then, even when he shouted, he wasn't distorted. I could feel the bass, which was nice, because I like bass. And the music wasn't distorting at all because my ears were able to cope with the volume. But there's me sitting there with earplugs. I mean, for goodness sake. But that DJ, I do not like DJs. Apologies if you are a DJ. But I don't like them. Why do they go, can I do this? Why do they go, I can't do it. I can't do it. Why do DJs do that? They shout and, and he kept stopping the record. And people had to sing the chorus. He would stop the record or, or turn the volume down, not stop it during the chorus and then everyone, I don't know, they all joined in and and uh, then introducing the bands. Right, make some noise for the stereo ironics and then make some more noise. That's not loud enough. I'm not loud enough. People are shouting and screaming. Good grief. I'm sitting there thinking, when can I go home? As I said, a great weekend, you know, if, if you like that sort of thing. I suppose I'm too old. Mind you, when I was in my teens, I don't think I'd have liked, oh, I don't know, I might have done. There weren't many girls there. And then he said birds, I mustn't say that. <laughs> there weren't many girls there. There were a few quite nice ones. I, I said to our little group, it's my, my wife, uh, her sister and the husband and a couple of friends of ours. And they're all about my age, you know, or actually no, younger. The wife and sister are younger. And I was saying, uh, 
Well, oh, look, look, she's a nice bird over, over there. <laughs> they expect that of me, though. You know, if I didn't say that sort of thing, then there'd be something wrong with me. They do expect that of me. A uh, friend of ours, she, she didn't like that. She didn't like me calling the girls or ladies birds. She got quite upset. So I didn't do it in front of her. I just do it deliberately, only in front of people that I know are okay with it, that know me, you know what I mean? I don't... Uh, deliberately go out to offend people <laughs> I'd like to no no I wouldn't but this lady in a wheelchair I said there were some people in wheelchairs they were this lady must have been well into her 80s and she was loving it she's sitting in this wheelchair and she's rocking away and the old chair's rocking she's got her drink there people are looking after her. fantastic my sister-in-law said oh she didn't say she had to shout as she leaned across she said when you're that age, we'll bring you here in your wheelchair. I said, no, you won't. 15 years now. Well, say she was mid-80s. That's 15 years. I said, I'm not coming back here in 15 years' time. I won't be coming to Butlins. She said, yes, you will. And my wife, of course, they gang up being sisters. They gang up on me. We'll force you to come here. If you're in a wheelchair, you'll have no choice. We will wheel you here. <laughs> oh, dear. Great fun. As I said, I did like the 60s uh, weekends because they had... Yeah, that was my era. I was a, a teenager in the 60s. That was my era. But the trouble is most of the people that were around in the 60s kind of aren't around anymore. Uh, the tribute bands that they had for the 60s, they I don't know whether they're still going, I suppose so, but it's the audience. There aren't that many people that remember the 60s anymore. <laughs> Only old blokes like me. Oh, and the old lady in her 80s in the wheelchair, of course. She was probably a bit of a goer in the 60s, you know, and now look at her. She's still there. I thought that was fantastic. You know, a lady of that age, mid-80s, she was at least mid-80s. Uh, I, I just thought it was fantastic that she's still rocking up to the, the Butlins music weekends. Brilliant. The favourite part of the weekend for me is when we go over to have breakfast at uh, the Hotham Park Cafe. Hotham Park is lovely. I remember that in the 50s. Bogner's only half an hour down the road from Worthing, where I live, so it was no trouble just to nip down there. I do remember the park from the 50s. They had a train that went round, uh, like a miniature railway, you know, you can sit on the train and ride all round the park, and that is still there. So that was good fun in the 50s, and it still is now, of course, for the kids, all these years later. But my favourite part of the weekend is going to the Hotham Park Cafe, there's a lovely cafe there and we normally have Sunday breakfast there. This time we did Saturday breakfast. I forget why. I can't remember. It doesn't matter why. And you know, it's really wonderful food. It's a good price. It's a lovely cafe. And I love Hotham Park because you've got the squirrels, the birds singing. It really is nice. There's one problem at the weekend. They had some runners there. It was, what is it, a run in the park thing or something. There must have been one if not 200 people all running and jogging around the park and of course they're all going past me I've got my little recorder and I was hoping to record the birds singing I got away from Butlins all the noise because there wherever you go you go to the toilet there's speakers there blasting music at you you walk outside in the open and you walk past bushes and there's speakers in the bushes blasting music at you so I thought, walking over to Hotham Park, I thought, this is going to be nice. I can rest my ears, relax my ears. It'll be so lovely just to listen to the birds singing. No chance. Have a listen to this audio clip. There's a load of runners 
This is the best part of the weekend for me. I love coming over to Hotham Park. It's really nice. It's a, a beautiful place. It's well looked after. There's a railway here, you know, a little miniature railway that you can ride on. You can probably hear the runners all going past me. I should be doing that. Loads of them. I should be doing that, keeping fit, losing some weight. Oh, there's uh, young ones as well, kids and old people and all sorts. I don't know what the event is. Just a Saturday morning run. It was nice to see, you know, great fun that everyone's out running. There must have been a couple of hundred. Trouble is, I, I didn't recall all of it because people were going past with radios and one chap had a ghetto blaster he was carrying and he was blasting out music. Not very nice early in the morning. And of course, it you know, it spoilt my getting away from music. Fancy going for a run or a jog, carrying a ghetto blaster with you, blasting out some noise. <laughs> But there we are. It was good fun. It was nice to see it all. The only trouble was we got into the cafe, which was great. We got ourselves a table, not many people in there. We'd only been in there five or ten minutes and a load of the runners piled in. So the noise in the cafe was horrendous. I recorded that, but I won't play that to you because you'll get bored with it. But the noise in the cafe, honestly, there's people all coming in and the queue was out of the door and round the corner. <laughs> so, I mean, the food was lovely. I did enjoy the, the, the breakfast. That was really nice. The food was always wonderful there. If ever you're in Bognor, go and have a look. Hotham Park, the cafe there. It was just a shame that I couldn't escape and get a, you know, my peace and quiet fix. My, my birds singing in the trees. and the, the, I, didn't, I saw, what, two squirrels? Normally there's a load of squirrels, but of course they'd all cleared off because of the runners, I suppose. Of course, another thing in the 50s, what we did was on our day trips, um, you know, mum would take a, a picnic. Picnics were the thing then. Everyone had a picnic with them. You could buy the food at Butlin's, but of course, obviously it's a lot cheaper taking your own picnic. And as I referred to earlier, Heidi High, if you look at that, the way... I think it was based on a holiday camp in, was it Camber Sands? I can't remember. But Heidi High, with their yellow coats, it was obviously all based on Butlins and Pontins at the time. Was it Pontins? Yeah, you probably remember that. It was all sort of loosely based on that sort of thing. And the people, you'd see them on Heidi High, they'd arrive on the train or pile off at the station. They'd come by bus, they'd lay on a special bus all the people would arrive for the week or the fortnight they're staying there. Families, you know, mum, dad, kids. And it was great. All the red coats would welcome them, show them to their chalets and things. And it was, I don't know, everyone loved it. I was talking to some people while I was there. Yeah, I know it's unusual for me to talk to people I don't know. <laughs> it's different talking to you. I know you all. I chat to you every week, don't I? Twice a week with the, the midweek message. But these people, what it was, I was looking at a, they got some old photos there of Butlins in the 50s, the way it was. And I was just looking and this couple said to me, oh, we, know, we remember this and we remember that. And they were saying what great fun it, it was. They used to take the kids there. I think they'd come down from London or somewhere, uh, north of London. Anyway, they used to take the kids there for a week or a fortnight. And they were telling me about it, how they'd arrive and they were welcomed. They're shown to their chalet 
which is the shed, the terraced sheds. <laughs> Happy days. And they loved it. They loved the whole thing. There wasn't the music like you know we have now. There was a cabaret. Uh, again, just like Heidi High, they had the cabaret, professional dancers and a band playing the music. And you know, it, was, it was just, as they were saying, they were great holidays. I remember a friend of mine, I was, what, 18? And he was about the same age. Him, he got married early. He married when he was 16. They're both 16 and they got married. And, you know, they're still together. Unbelievable. They went to Butlins for a week's holiday, him and his wife, when they were 18. And I remember thinking, that must be awful. Bogner, Butlins, 18 years old in the 1960s. But when they got back, you know, I, I said, what was it like? Thinking he's going to say it's dreadful. They loved it. Absolutely loved it. They said the entertainment was fantastic. There were the various bars and things. And there's the swimming and the, the boating lake. They absolutely loved their holiday there. Of course, it's only half an hour down the road, as I said. It's not the sort of... I don't know. I think I've always been a bit of a snob. <laughs> Should I say that? I think I have. I've always been a bit of a snob because I remember thinking at the time, Butlins, oh, no, no. No, I wouldn't go there. <laughs> but it's, it's a fantastic place, especially for children. In fact, this coming summer... We were talking about, it was my idea. I said, yeah, let, let's bring the grandchildren. Some of the, not all of them, there's millions of them. Perhaps have a day ticket just and bring the grandchildren. You know, we can have a great day out at Butlins in Bogner. I mean, the kids would love it. They really would. Of course, Bogner isn't all about Butlins. There's a the lovely seafront. There's a pier. The town is really nice. I do remember the pier and the seafront from the 50s. Uh, if I remember rightly, there were, well, there still are fish and chip shops. There's always fish and chip shops, isn't there, on the seafront. In any ho uh, seaside holiday-type resort town, they're always full of fish and chip shops. You, you people listening to me, you know, in Australia and America, you'll be thinking, what's all this obsession with fish and chips? When I first went on holiday to Spain, what I noticed was, a bit disappointing actually, Fish and chip shops everywhere. English fish and chips. There was one place, English beans on toast and Watney's Red Barrel. I mean, when you go to Spain, I don't want that. I want to try their food, you know, not fish and chips. Stone the crows. Of course, you see, I was going to Spain when this friend of mine was going to Bogner Butlins. So I think that's why I was a bit sort of, oh, Butlins, oh, no, no, we're going to, we're going to your Majorca, aren't we? Majorca. <laughs> what is it? Majorca, say it properly. Otherwise, I'll be having grammar lessons sent to me by email. I've had that, what is it? Who is it? Someone did email me and they said, you pronounced uh, something incorrectly. <laughs> I forget who it was. One of my many listeners, happy days. Funny thing, isn't it? Looking back to the, the good old days, as I call them, there weren't all the Chinese takeaways, the Thai restaurants. and the I mean, there's, there's food outlets everywhere now. You know, you can have a kind of, you can have an Australian burger or an American steak or something. Wherever you go, all these different foods, Chinese, Indian, Taiwanese, everywhere, different food. Of course, in my day, it was the chip shop. That was it, the chippy, as we called it. Go down the chippy. It's nice to have all the different types of food, I suppose, from different countries. It's just that uh, I, I suppose I'm 
very set in my ways. I always have been. I won't experiment. When we go out for a meal, I won't experiment. I'm very fussy with food. I will stick to what I know because I don't want to leave a restaurant feeling hungry. We went, now this is a good place to go, the Fox in Felpham. Okay, it's just, or it's what, a quarter of a mile from where we were staying, half a mile. Um, basically, it's Bogner, but it's a, an area called Felpham. The Fox, have a look at that pub, the Fox on the map. We went there for Sunday lunch. They do a Sunday roast. Absolutely brilliant. Wonderful food. Oh, a beautiful pub. A proper old traditional pub. Really amazing. Because they are, these days, they are far and few between. I've got that wrong, haven't I? They're few and far between. Do you know, I've always said they're far and few between. And I'm always being corrected. It's few and far between, isn't it? Anyway, whatever. This pub was amazing. The food was brilliant. The price was good. The service was good. We did have to book because there were six of us. But what we did, we walked there along the seafront. As I say, about half a mile. And the sea, the weather, good grief. The sea was crashing, huge waves crashing in over the promenade. We had to keep in away from the sea. We'd have got soaked otherwise. I had all the wet weather gear on. I did say to everyone, it's a shame they don't do the music weekends in the summer. But of course, as someone pointed out, that's when they have all the family holidays there, and all the, the mums, the dads, the kids, the grandmas, the grandpas, the whole lot, <laughs> the nieces, the nephews, uncles and aunties, the whole lot go there. So they don't have the kind of wild music weekends um, because it's not what obviously families want. I like Jimi Hendrix, Rolling Stones, Pink Floyd. In fact, we've booked to see a Pink Floyd tribute band. Where are they? They're playing in Worthing in, is it November? We've booked it. We're all going there. We're going to pile over. I forget where it is in Worthing. We're all going to go there. Pink Floyd, absolutely brilliant. I really like it. Wish You Were Here, stuff like that is fantastic. I've got, uh, I've got the, uh, what have I got? Relics on uh, vinyl. I've got um, Dark Side of the Moon. Anyway, I won't bore you with music because we're not talking about that. Well, I am, but we're not meant to be. I've got some notes here. Now, that's for something else. So going back to the 50s, yeah, that was... People didn't go abroad in the 50s. They went to Butlins. And especially people that lived anywhere inland, especially London. Butlins, Bogner, is, what, 50 miles south of London on the coast. So you get the train... You get a coach or a bus or whatever, and you're on holiday. I mean, the kids in London, they didn't see the sea. They couldn't pop to the beach like I could. I, I lived sort of a mile or two away from the sea. The kids in London, in the middle of a city, all they saw was parks, local parks. They, they couldn't go to the beach. So going to Bogner for their week or two weeks summer holiday must have been a fantastic experience. Going down the beach, making sandcastles. <laughs> In their swimming gear, of course, because it would probably be pouring with rain. Well, it is in Britain, isn't it? British Isles, I mean, it's known for rain. It's known the world over for rain. Who has it said? In Manchester, it rains all the time. Is that true? It rains all the time in Manchester. No, it's not true. I've been there. It wasn't raining when I was there. But a lot of people that lived, obviously, in cities and inland, they just didn't see the sea. They couldn't go to the beach like we could. A lot of families didn't have a car. They just didn't have a car. You know, the, the husband went to work on his bike or perhaps a motorbike. The, the wife, of course, didn't work. She was at home doing the, 
the housework, the cooking and the baking and all that stuff. I love all that. I know I'm always banging on, aren't I? Harping on about the 50s. I'd get in from school. My mum would be there. Glass of orange juice, homemade brown uh, jam sandwiches and she'd been baking. She made a pie, apple pie with cloves in. I used to wonder what the cloves were for. Couldn't eat them. I did try once. Not a good idea, really. But it was, I don't know, it was, ah, how can I describe it? It was great going home. I think that's probably why I like being at home so much now. I mean, you know, my wife, Trish, she makes everything herself. We don't buy any meals in. She makes uh, homemade bread, homemade bread rolls we had. Oh, brilliant, fantastic. She does curry, all sorts of homemade stuff. We don't go and buy any ready-made food. We don't buy pies or anything like that. Um, what else does she do? Cornish pasties, cakes. That's why I'm overweight. No, she does keep the sugar levels very low in everything. Don't add too much salt and stuff like that. So it is all healthy food. But I just love being at home. Nothing wrong with that. Could hear the grandmother clock striking 12. Then it's midday. I don't know what day it is. It's midday. I don't know what year it is half the time. I do know people that they think it's weird that I just love being at home all the time. I know some people, I know quite a lot of people, they like going out. Nothing wrong with that. You know, they're always out. They have holidays. They look forward to their holidays away. Every weekend they're, they're out either you know, having meals, going to restaurants and pubs. They have weekend breaks away. We're going to Emsworth. Do you know Emsworth? Look that up on the map. Just for a weekend, I think later in the year. That will be nice. I don't mind a weekend away. Of course, my Isle of Wight holidays, oh, that's brilliant. We love the Isle of Wight. We're going there, I can't remember when, in a few weeks' time, when the weather's better, hopefully. Lighter evenings already. I'm noticing it more and more because we're well into February now, aren't we? Lighter evenings. The mornings don't seem lighter. Not sure why that is. When I went to Helsinki, that's nothing to do with it. But I just briefly, when I went to Helsinki, it was amazing. It was daylight at three o'clock in the morning. Well, almost daylight, you know, not brilliant daylight, but uh, fantastic. And uh, triple glazing they had. And this is, what, 25 or more years ago, 30 years ago. Triple glazing. Mind you, it was very cold there. <laughs> I forget what time of year I went, but it was very cold there. Just going back to picnics. It was all picnics in the old days. Every weekend, not every weekend, but at weekends in the summer, you know, you get some nice weather. Mum would make up a picnic. We'd all traipse off to the woods or the beach. It was all picnics and I loved it. I really did. Set the blanket out on the... No, I didn't like the beach so much. But in the woods somewhere or the countryside, set the blanket down on a, a, the grass, get out the picnic hamper, you know, we'd have a look at all sandwiches and apples and bananas and all sorts of stuff perhaps some little cakes and things homemade of course all homemade stuff you didn't go and buy cakes people are talking about the price of food these days how it's going up you've probably heard wherever you are in the world probably the same but they keep on on the tv here in britain about this is going up that's going up the price of food is going to be horrendous i agree with whoever it was on the telly the other day saying if people made more of their own food rather than go and buy all this ready prepared stuff if people just bought the the raw ingredients and made their own pies and bits and pieces 
it can work out a lot cheaper. And that is true. That is true. You know, I've, I've known of people in the past, they haven't got a lot of money. They've got to feed the kids every day. And, you know, they make their own stuff. They make all their own pies and pastry things and bits and pieces. You can save a lot of money that way. And also, I prefer homemade. I mean, I'm, I'm spoilt. I have to admit, I am spoilt with my my lovely wife. She's just a, a brilliant cook. I said to her when we were at Butlins, we were talking about food. Someone said, so marrying for money or something. I said, I only, only married Trisha for her cooking. <laughs> she is brilliant. She can knock together a meal out of just next to nothing. You know, if we're getting a bit low, like we are now, we've got to go shopping. Do you like the way I say we? We've got to go shopping. I used to. I went every time to the supermarket with her before all this COVID stuff. I, I don't now. I don't. I do. I worried about that when I was at Butlins. All these people everywhere. And I'm thinking I'm going to get COVID. And when I got back on Monday, I had a sore throat. And I don't know. I just felt a bit funny. <laughs> it was probably because, you know, a weekend away of a few beers and stuff like that. Because I'm okay now. But I thought, oh, good grief, I've got COVID. I'll have to isolate for six months, not go out, not see anyone, just stay at home for six months. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I wouldn't mind isolating. Well, I, we have. We have isolated here. And I've loved every minute of it. But of course, not everyone can do that. But I do like making your own food, your own ingredients, home cooking. To me, the bread we make is far better. I say we again, the bread we make is far better than any bread we go and buy it just tastes so much better I don't know what it is about it it's, it's just the ingredients the way it's done I suppose it, it's really nice the pies that Trisha makes they're just brilliant <laughs> we know what's in them you know there's nothing weird in them. there's no added ingredients to make them last for six months instead of six days she makes uh, quiche and, uh, what is it, cheese, flans, scones, or are they scones? Depends where you come from, I suppose. We call them scones. They're brilliant. She does cheese scones. Um, oh, cheese straws. Oh, look, I'm, I'm supposed to be losing. Do you know what I did at Butlins? I put on five pounds. Can you believe it? Five pounds between Friday and Monday. Five pounds. Good grief. So I mustn't talk about food because I, oh, I'll be going looking for nibbles. That's what we mustn't do. Well, we both agree now after our weekend away, no crisps, no cakes, no biscuits. We haven't got any. And when we go, we, when she goes shopping, we're not going to have any of that stuff on the on the shopping list. Because it's all the snacks, isn't it, that puts the weight on. Or oh, we'll have a packet of crisps. Well, those little cakes look nice. I'll have one of those. And it just goes on and on. <laughs> I'm the sort of person, I can't have a biscuit. I have to have half a packet. <laughs> I can't have a cake. I have to have three or four. I don't know what it is with me. It's just, I don't know what it is. I just can't have one biscuit. <laughs> I don't want to be rude about people, but some of the people at the weekend at Butlins, good grief, they are humongous. They are massive. I saw this one poor woman. I don't know, she must be... I don't know, I wouldn't like to guess her weight, but she was absolutely huge. It must be awful to be like that. It can't be healthy. But I do know that it's not always their fault. It's not always that they just keep pigging food all the time. Some people do have conditions. 
is it steroids or something that's um because i knew her she's passed away now sadly bless her uh, a lady she she became huge she was lovely before she got ill but it was the steroids or whatever it was i can't remember and she just sort of trebled or quadrupled if i can say it in weight she was absolutely humongous and she hated it you know she could she couldn't walk she ended up in a wheelchair because of her weight it was just awful so you know it's not that everyone just keeps pigging that's what i do i just keep pigging food <laughs> so you know in my my i'm not that much overweight i just need to what do i need to lose probably two stone do you do stone where what do you do in america because you're imperial still aren't you? you don't do metric everywhere else it's all kilos isn't it i i just i suppose being brought up with stones and pounds and stuff that's what i'm into i can't do this oh so and so weighs 120 pounds because i think well what on earth is that i have to do the stone or stones i believe that came from the weight of a stone i think that's where they got it right we'll call this stone one stone okay so you can then judge things by that one stone in weight amazing how it all started isn't it all those years ago i don't know when they started weighing things i wonder when they first I was going to say invented time. They didn't invent it. I wonder when they first made a clock. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? The sundial, when they first decided, oh, well, let's call this midday. <laughs> and we'll call this midnight. And of course, the calendar. I mean, that's, that's all quite well worked out, isn't it? The various dates. You have to have your leap year in February, don't you, to put it all right, because it gets out of, out of sync, out of time or whatever. Rolling Stones did that, didn't they? Out of time. I was talking about age, wasn't I, when on our weekend, saying I wasn't the oldest. Was it eldest or oldest? I don't know. No doubt one, one of you will correct me. I remember as a kid, I think I mentioned this before, the chap next door, he was in his garden and he called over to me and he said, I'm three score years and ten. And I'm thinking, what's that, you silly old fool? <laughs> no, I didn't think that. But obviously that's 70 years old. And that's what I am now three score years and ten but he like all people of his age back then in the 50s he was really old you know he didn't he wouldn't go to butlins on a music weekend he wouldn't go out to sunday lunch in a pub you know he just stayed in his armchair that's what people of 70 did in those days they were really old from what i remember as a kid anyway I mean, obviously, when you're a kid, anyone over about 20 is an old person. <laughs> well, not quite. I had a girlfriend once. She was 32. 30, no, her age. I mean, sorry, let's correct that quickly. 32 years old. And I was, I think, uh, early 20s. And I remember thinking, good, good old. You know, she's, 30, she's old. She's 32 years old. She's really old. I didn't know her age until I'd been going out with her for, uh, I don't know, two or three weeks. I, th I knew she was older than me, but she didn't look 32, which to me was really old. <laughs> and when we split up, I, could, I thought, I can't tell people that. How old is your girlfriend? 32. What? <laughs> She's middle-aged. Of course, middle-aged now. It used to be 40, didn't it? I think the middle-aged now has kind of crept on to about 50 years old. But going back to my neighbour, he lived with his sister and some other woman. They all shared this bungalow. And they, I think the sister was only a little bit older than him, say 75. And she was incredibly old. 
she looked old. She acted old. I don't know. It's it's so different now. I mean, you, I wouldn't imagine her at uh, someone of eighty five, say years old, in their wheelchair at a battling's weekend, having the time of their life, rocking away to the music, knocking back the booth. Fantastic. Back in the fifties, you wouldn't have got that. Someone of eighty five, or as I said, even seventy, my age, they wouldn't go to battling's to a music, you know, a rock boozy. Loud, raucous weekend. <laughs> I nearly said something else. No, there was none of that. Too old for that. Too old for that. Never too old for that. I remember, all oh, that just, just reminded me. I remember when I was 60, someone said, a young chap said to me, you know, when you're old like you, <laughs> I thought that's a good start. He said, do you still kind of look at the opposite sex? I said, well, yeah, what do you mean? He said, well, do you still kind of fancy girls if you see a girl in the street he said or, or has that all kind of worn off <laughs> worn off I said no 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 that that's still there you know you you get old in body but not necessarily in mind and someone when I got to 70 which was when was that that was last year I remember someone saying to me oh 70 no I suppose you don't give that any thought you know, don't look at women and think anything I said sure but you must be joking if anything, it's more now than ever. No, no, not more than ever. But that doesn't wear off. You know, you don't suddenly become kind of asexual. <laughs> youngsters, I think the trouble is youngsters, especially teenagers, you know, they, they think, well, parents, they know nothing about that sort of thing. Parents don't do that. Goodness me. They don't realise without the parents doing that, they wouldn't exist. Of course, going back to the 50s, I mean, we're living a lot longer now, aren't we? A lot healthier and longer so I suppose the old boy who was 70 back then telling me, it was his birthday, I believe. That's why he told me. I suppose then that was old. 70 was old. Whereas now, look at me, I'm, I'm a mere youngster, <laughs> a mere babe. If you've got any thoughts on old age, if you are old like me, well, I'm not old, no, I'm 70. If you're older than me, if you're really old, <laughs> unlike me, because I'm a youngster, email me. Tell me what you think. Raise rants at protonmail.com. Raise rants at protonmail.com. Yeah, email me. Let, let me know what you think about the 50s. I'd love to hear from people older than me. There probably aren't many of you around. <laughs> no, there's hundreds of thousands of you around. Be nice to hear from you. Your experiences of the 50s. Did you go to Butlins or Pontins? Pontins was the other one, wasn't it? Butlins and Pontins. I believe there were others. I remember the Pontins advert. I think it was, was it Fred Pontin? And he'd come on the telly and he'd put his thumb up and say, book early. Do you remember that? Book early. Then there was Freddie Laker, wasn't there? Sky Train. The Freddie Laker holidays. He was in competition with British Airways. Or was it BOA, British Overseas Airways or whatever. And he went out of business. He says he was hounded out of business, did he? I think that's what he said. So there must be people listening to this that actually went to Butlins in the early days as a child or, or whatever, as older than that. Be interesting to hear your experiences. There's more than one Butlins. There's, um, there's Skegness, is there? Skegness? I can't remember. There used to be quite a lot of Butlinses. Is that right? Butlinses all around the country. I think there's only a, two or three now. Is it, oh, what's it? Uh, Bream. Breen or Bream? No, that's Pontins, isn't it? I don't know. I'll have to look all this up. 
Actually, I won't because I can't be bothered. There's no point. Who cares where Pontins is in Breen or whether it's Butlins or something else? No one. But as I say, I would love to hear from you if you're old like me or even older than me. It'd be great to you know get some of your experiences of these holiday camps that were in the 50s. Of course, that, that was the holiday of the year, the family holiday. Obviously, my rants are all about the past, the good old days. But I do often wonder about the future in, I don't know how many years time. So let's say 10 or 20 years time. It's not that far away. I might still be here. <laughs> Hopefully. What would it be like then? What will computers be like then? What will cars be like then? They keep banging on about electric cars. Other people keep saying, oh, no, the battery doesn't last long and it costs more than the car. So I don't know, electric cars. I think it's early days for electric cars, isn't it, really? It's the batteries that are the problem. But what will holidays be like in the future? Will people in 20 years' time still be hopping onto an aeroplane and going down to Spain, the south of France and Spain and Portugal and all that lot? Will they still be doing that? Greece, Italy. Fantastic down the Mediterranean, isn't it? It's the weather, of course, that really makes it. But will they still be doing that 10, 20 years' time? I suppose they will. I wonder whether Butlins will still be there. They're bound to be. At least with Butlins, they've moved with the times. You know, they haven't, they haven't kind of stayed in the past. Some things do, don't they? Some, now, someone said that recently about Marks and Spencers. You know, the shop. Someone on telly recently was saying because they're having trouble. They've always been having problems, Marks and Spencer. I don't know why. I mean, this is what I hear on the telly anyway. And this chap said, the trouble is they're living in the past. They're out of date, outdated. It used to be a shop that uh, your granny went to. Grandma. Grandma goes to Marks and Spencer's. And they've never seemed to be successful in getting up to date, keeping up with the times. Whereas Butlins have, I give them that, they really have kept up with the times. And I think that's why they're so successful. I mean, it is successful. The people that were there, hundreds of people, it really is a success story. There's no denying that. Of course, people like me don't like it when these places keep up with the times and modernise and stuff. I like it the way it was. I prefer things as they were in the 50s. The old red telephone boxes. Oh, brilliant days. The keep left signs at the road junction, you know, keep left. <laughs> have to remind you which side of the road to drive on, keep left. But that, you know, they were just fantastic times. Um, as I'm always banging on about, there we are. What have we done now? We're getting on for three quarters of an hour. I'll bore you for a bit longer. I might have to make a cup of tea in a minute. I just bought a new dash cam. Now, there's a thing. Imagine, no, I said it as my son. No, no, here's the thing. That's it. Here's the thing. In the 50s, imagine someone having a dash cam. <laughs> if you'd said to someone there'll be a little device the size of a matchbox, you stick it on your windscreen and it will record your video. Well, they wouldn't have known the word video. Visually, everything in colour, sound as well. So if there's an accident or a problem or whatever, you've got it there for proof of what happened. Yeah, you just said, well, the size of the matchbox, well, how would you fit all the, the valves and all the big transformers and electrical gear in a, in a matchbox? It's impossible. So I just bought this one and I, I fitted it in the car. Off we went to Bogner and it's meant to beep. If you break the speed limit, beep, and it flashes up and it tells you on the screen, you know, you're an idiot, you're breaking the speed limit. 
and speed cameras, beep, speed camera coming up. If you change lanes, if you drift into another lane on the road, it'll tell you. Anyway, it wasn't doing any of this. It wasn't beeping or doing anything. I found out why this morning. It's got GPS, so it knows where it is. You know, it knows where you are. And I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't downloaded the, the European maps or whatever they're called. So it didn't, it didn't know where it was. It didn't have a clue where it was in the world. You know, am I in kind of South Africa, Tucson, <laughs> you know, Australia, Canberra? <laughs> it hadn't got a clue where it was, so it just didn't beep. And it does now, which is probably going to be very annoying. But imagine the technology now. It, it, back in the 50s, if someone was able to come forward in time to now and look at the computer now that I'm chatting to you on, they say, what on earth is, how does that screen work? A flat screen like that. I, I don't know. I don't know what they'd think. I remember talking about flat screen tellies in the 60s when I was a radio and TV apprentice engineer. I remember people saying, oh, one day your telly, it'll be a flat screen. You'll hang it on the wall. We actually, we said that. We talked about that in the 60s. That's unbelievable, wasn't it, in itself? But I remember people saying, well, that, that's impossible. You can't fit a, a big CRT, you know, a cathode ray tube. You can't make it flat. It wouldn't work. This is where you have to... There's that grandmother clock. Listen. Striking away. Goes all night. I love it. That reminds me of the old days. But people were saying you can't get you know, a flat cathode ray tube. It won't work. So you've got to think that awful expression outside the box, haven't you? You've got to think outside the box. Forget the cathode ray tube. That's not going to work, obviously. It's something completely different. Humour, talking of and now for something completely different, that was uh, Monty Python, wasn't it? We were talking about humour at the weekend. I love Tommy Cooper. Someone else hates Tommy Cooper. <laughs> you know, humour is being, uh, we all agreed. You know, we had these sort of afternoons on the, the mezzanine. It's this place at Butlins where... It's, I don't know, it's a kind of weird place. It's sort of a halfway place where you can sit and look down on the floor below. So we all took our drinks and stuff down there in the afternoon and sat there, uh, well, I sat there moaning. <laughs> no, I didn't. Sat there having a chat. And people were saying about comedy. And we all agreed that it's being ruined, isn't it? It's being destroyed. Do you think that? Let me know if you do, or let me know if you don't. There are so many things now that, you can't joke about, you can't talk about. So comedy is being killed off, really. We're going to end up, uh, you know, as a, a world where... Listen to those seagulls. I don't know why they're going mental. I must have a look in a minute. Yeah, we'll end up with sort of a, a race of people that never laugh, never smile. I don't know, no, no point going on about that. I know, I blame Boris. It was funny, we were blaming Boris for everything. The... Um, what was it? Something happened to the, the DJ. And I heard him say, oh, it's Boris's fault. <laughs> I, I think he'd lost a, a, not a cassette or whatever. I was going to say a record. They don't play records anymore. Stone the crows. It's all on computer, isn't it? He probably couldn't find the track he wanted on the computer. And he just mumbled, it was Boris's fault. It's funny that everything is Boris's fault. But that's always been the way I remember as a kid. 
um, as friend of the family. I remember he was always saying, oh, I play in the Chinese. <laughs> I couldn't understand it when I was a kid. I thought, what's he on about the Chinese? What's it got to do with them? But that was just him. That's the way he was. The seagulls have gone. It's quiet now. I was just looking out of the window. It's lovely afternoon out there. I don't know what the temperature is. But I think I'm going to go and have a look in the garden. I shall leave you here <laughs> to do whatever you're going to do when you finish listening. That's if any of you are still listening. You probably all cleared off two hours ago. You can't have gone two hours ago, can you? I noticed this morning out there our hydrangea has got green buds on it. I bet some of you are saying, what's a hydrangea? Is that a fire hydrant? I remember thinking that when I was young. I remember someone talking about a hydrangea and I thought, what's that? I've heard about fire hydrants on American TV programmes. I thought hydrangea was a fire hydrant. <laughs> of course it's not, it's a plant. Is it a plant or a bush? It's not a tree. So we've got a lot of buds, uh, crocus coming up, uh, bluebells, daffodils, all poking their green shoots above the, the cold, barren soil. Hate the winter, absolutely hate it. But we're on the right side of winter now. I think we're coming... When is spring? Is it March? I've no idea. Anyway, that's enough waffling for me. Sorry if I've bored you. You, you wake up now. Hello? <laughs> You're all snoring. Come on, wake up. Wake up, Polly. That was Monty Python, wasn't it? Oh, we were talking... I shouldn't... We were talking after a few drinks about Monty Python and uh, the favourite sketch. I think my sister-in-law liked the one where a chap was getting slapped round the face with a fish. My one was uh, my favourite. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> your, your wife, does she, uh, does she go? No, I mean, hey, hey, go. Well, goes. Uh, does she like photographs? What, holiday slaps? Hey, holiday, holiday slaps? Oh, I know what you mean. A nod's as good as a wink to a blind bat. Oh, do you remember that nudge, nudge? It's, it's stupid, isn't it? A lot of the comedy, we were talking about Betty Hill and other things like that from the old days. It was stupid. One of my best Tommy Cooper ones is where he just comes onto the set, the stage, wherever he is, with a, a saw, a wood saw glued on his head. And he says, I've got a sore head. <laughs> I mean, it's stupid. It is so stupid. It's brilliant. I shall leave it there. Be happy, keep laughing and uh, be positive. Glass is always half full, not half empty. Take care. See you soon. Bye-bye for now.